CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, where to begin with all of the casting news we got this week for the day's spinoff on Peacock called Beyond Salem. So Eileen Davidson, who played Kristen, Susan, and a few other of the Banks siblings will be a part of the series. Um, in addition to Lisa Rinna, who we have already named, um, Christy Clark and Austin Peck are reprising their roles as Carrie and Austin. Chandler Massey will be back as Will. Freddie Smith, however, will not return as Sonny. Um, I know the actor and his wife, Alyssa, relocated to Florida, so he has been recast with Zach Tinker, who appears on and off as YNR's Fen and is the real-life beau of Kate Fairbanks, who plays Tessa on that show. Uh, Greg Rickhart, YNR's Kevin, will reprise the role of Leo Stark. Teo Penglis and Leanne Hunley will make the scene as Anna and Tony. And I know there are more casting surprises to come. And bottom line, this is going to be good. And there's a lot of Genoa City representation there. Yeah, I think all of these castings are so exciting. I, I mean, just looking at the day's hashtag on Twitter, the show hasn't even been on the air due to the Olympics. And this has given fans of the show so much to talk about and so much to look forward to. I think it's also so smart, whether it was strategic or just a coincidence, to incorporate so many known commodities from the highest rated show, YNR, because it certainly couldn't hurt to draw some of those fans in, right? Uh, and then there are fan faves like Christy and Austin. It's just ex exactly the right use of this platform, I think, to feature a couple in Carrie and Austin that aren't on the main series, but still have a ton of fans. Now there is another coming that had me cheering this week, which is GH confirming that Kirsten Storms returned to work last week as Maxie, who has been in Texas well, Kirsten has been on a short leave to recover from brain surgery. Now, we actually didn't know how long she would be gone. And it's just great news for her fans, which you and I are too, and for GH fans in general, that her recovery was so swift and that we will be seeing Maxie again in Port Charles sooner rather than later. I mean, it is such great news that she's well enough to come back. That was certainly a scary situation. And the fact that she's back so quickly is just amazing. Now, in some shocking casting news, Kimberlyn Brown is back as bold and beautiful Sheila. And not only that, she is Finn's biological mother. Um, I think this is such a brilliant twist on the part of executive producer, head writer, Brad Bell. I mean, Sheila is such a wild card, and now giving her a direct link to the Forrester family through Steffi and Baby Hayes is sure to cause drama aplenty. And Kimberlyn will be our guest on next week's podcast, and that will be Can't Miss for sure. I would be hard-pressed to think of a more high-impact way to bring back such an iconic character. 
And I really look forward to seeing Kimberlin go toe-to-toe with Jacqueline McInnes Woods' Steffi. And just to see the ripple effect on Steffi and Finn's new marriage, I think will give their fans a lot of meaty story to get excited about. It just feels like a very classic soap conflict for the show to dig into. And I think, you know, Sheila is one of those pot-stirring characters that always adds something valuable to the canvas when she's a part of it. Kind of like one of our guests today, Allison Sweeney, has proven to be every time she's come back to Salem as days as Sammy. Oh, I could not agree more. And if you look at what Sammy has done this time around, it's been a much deeper tale between the affair with Lucas and bringing Dan Furigal on as EJ. Um, you know, Ron Carlovati, the show's head writer, has told me countless times that he loves writing for Sammy and she gives him so much to build on. So it really does make it fun to watch. And, you know, Sheila also offers a lot of storyline possibilities, so I'm sure this is going to be a great shakeup for Bold. Um, also, Finn is a blank canvas, so filling in who he is helps us care about him more as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to Sammy for a moment. We will see her leave town next week, but Allie has already filmed some more episodes, so she will return down the line. Which is such great news for Days fans. I think we are really lucky that Allie is up for these visits because the results on air speak for themselves. And I have to say how much I am looking forward to the fact that our other guest today, All My Children alum, Cameron Matheson, will also soon be back in the daytime fold when he joins GH in the coming weeks. And I know how excited you must be that the two of them have teamed up for another Hannah Swenson mystery. Oh, I couldn't be more excited. It will be on this Sunday. I am such a big fan of these films and can't wait to hear all about it. So let's get them on the line and see how it all came to be. Hi, Allie. Hi, Cameron. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. We're really excited. Well, we are talking just as your new movie on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries will come out this Sunday. Um, but let's talk about you two and your working relationship. So first tell us, when did you meet for the first time and how well did you know each other when you filmed your first movie together in 2015? And when did we meet Allie? I mean, I'm sure we met at like the Emmys or something, right? Right. I mean, I I feel like that was the game stopper, Stephanie, out of the gate, you um, (laughs) threw me. Uh, (laughs) We're both at a loss already. Like probably had to have been a red carpet at the daytime because you were on the East Coast, right? So we wouldn't have. So it had to be like, you know, at the Emmys. Remember, it was at Radio City Music Hall and like all those fun nights. Right. So I'm going to let's stick to that story. It had to have been because even even most of the kind of the appearances and things that we do on the week or we did on the weekends, oftentimes it was like, you know, ABC. Um, I mean, not always, but oftentimes it was like ABC. They were like separate. NBC centric yeah. or whatever. So I think it was probably we met back right. at one of the early Radio City Emmys. Let's go with that. Uh, but then in 2015, enter the first Hannah Swenson movie that we did together. Um, and we never, we never worked together. We never even hosted anything together. Right. Allie? I mean, we never even, right. we, you know, we'd both been hosting and, um, and I, you know, I showed up and said, I came, I don't remember probably from ET, I show up from set like maybe a day late or whatever it is having to mess up production. Like I do every single movie that we do together. Um, and, uh, I walk up onto set and I'm so excited and, and I'm, I'm literally so embarrassed to, and nervous about where this story is going just so you know, and to give her a big hug and to say, Oh my God, this is going to be so cool. We get to work together. I'm so excited. <laughs> and she's literally neck deep in a dumpster. Like she's literally in a dumpster, you know, like neck deep trying to get out and trying to like say hi to me. And it was like, <laughs> and it was so awkward and it was wonderful. Covered and in trash. Right. Show. For sure. 
<laughs> we're like, oh, don't touch me. It's nice to see you, though. Yeah. Um, but so the funny thing, though, I do feel like fans would really love to hear is just like there is this fraternity of soap actors where like Cameron and I had not worked together, but I knew immediately from day one that I could trust him, that I could understand, like that he and I spoke the same language, that we would like be in sync in so many ways. And of course, for me, like I it was very early in my career with Hallmark. So I felt really new and I knew Cameron had more experience there and making movies like that so for example um memorably uh there was a, like our first kissing scene and i said to cameron like i don't know what to do like because obviously on soaps it's like the whole different thing i and, forgot and that cameron i totally forgot that. gave me basically the the big like i got you covered girl don't worry <laughs> moment and and that is like again i just can't say enough wonderful things about cameron but like certainly that moment was defining for me that he just he helped me be at ease he helped me feel safe and comfortable and and that we were making the movie that hallmark wanted and um every even step though of the i way, totally like lied that. to her and i said it was like you know lots of tongue big makeup oh, you know what I, mean? I was like you gotta kind of go really crazy with it right um, yeah it's like hbo totally yeah same. it's just like hbo ali so this is what we do think hbo think like you know that sort of thing you're ridiculous. That's not at all what happened. That is not at all. I was very, I t you know, there's certain parameters that you got to kind of follow when you're making, when you're doing a, a kiss on Hallmark. It's, um, it's nice. It's very family friendly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it's just like everything, like we rehearsed the same way and we were able to really talk about our, it was so fun to just, I, I always love talking about daytime, but certainly it's fun to like compare how it was for him at, um, all my children and you know just swapping stories and like regaling the other actors that we work with with like what how hard it is you know and um so that's always really fun and it just was fun to share that common history with cam uh other than the kissing scenes when you think back on the first time you guys worked together uh what comes to mind just about the relationship that the two of you forged at the time as co-workers I'll just jump in quick and say that one of the things that stands out for me, and it's been a constant for sure, but it was one of the things that I remember uh, in the first day really is just how, you know, I think similar we are as far as like how we like to work and work through a scene and bounce things off each other. And how about this? And how about that? What do you think? This doesn't make sense. Like all of a sudden I see, you know, how incredibly invested Allie is and how she wants to make every, not every, you know, just scene, but every frame of every scene, every word, like make sense and work and, and be intriguing and keep the, the viewer engaged. And um, I was like, Type A is what he's trying to say. No, no, it's going to be good. And, and, and in a way, you know, she wasn't doing it in a way that was <laughs> too type A and annoying. It was like <laughs> thorough and, and, you know, with, with, um, with care and with, you know, intention. And it was, uh, I, I knew it was going to be, uh, I knew it was going to be great. No, oh, that's such a nice thing to hear. Thank you, Cam. I felt um, right from the beginning, exactly what he's saying. Like we could rehearse lines together. He was happy to work hard and, and do everything that I like to do to get ready for a scene. Um, I knew, you know, there's some things you can take for granted. Like he, he took the blocking really well. He knows where, how to hit his mark every time, you know, like you, there were some wonderful technical things that Cameron's very good at that just makes, you know, 
it sounds crazy to say, but there isn't a lot of time filming these movies. And so you are a little bit rushed and it just feels great to know you have some, like a partner in crime, you know, a partner making these movies that helps you um, always put your best foot forward, always make the work as good as you can. And, and then also, I think one of the best things I learned from daytime was like the ability to sort of be spontaneous within um, the confines of the limits of the scene, like still find a way to play it differently or, or go with what's happening in that moment. And Cameron has that same instinct too. And, and he always finds a way to like surprise me or have a cute little um, just unexpected moment. And I think those are, again, there is a real parallel to me that the fans in daytime taught me from the beginning they're always noticing I always see on Twitter like some little moment like that and they see it and they pay attention to it and they love it and um finding those moments in the Hallmark movies they see the same they love the same that same feeling and Cameron really always delivers well you did go on to make four more movies and they developed a huge fan following people love seeing the two of you together did you have a sense of that from the beginning and how did you react when you saw how people received you two I'll say that I definitely had, um, you know, the real hope that this, this would make lots of these movies right from the very beginning, but you never really know. But then coming back to like how it was when we started working together and how involved Ali was on every level, even from the very beginning, um, I had a, I had a very, and you know, obviously knowing um, her, her audience base and I'd been doing homework movies already at that point, And I, I, I felt like, we had something good, but you, you never know. We had something special. It felt, it felt different. It felt exciting. The, the scripts were good. The stories were good. They came from a, obviously the, um, I spent some books, the novels. And so they, uh, uh, I knew, I knew there'd be a fan base there too. So I was, I was very hopeful. I, uh, I was so glad to have good ratings and that the fans loved them and that they, um, engaged with us when the movies were com coming out. I had no idea and I was not prepared for in the interims and before making this new movie, uh, how it would haunt me every day. <laughs> that um, not one post on Instagram, not one interaction with fans does not have someone saying like, hey, when are you making more Hannah Swenson movies? Like every time. every time, like did Hannah and Mike, are Hannah and Mike gonna get married? Are we gonna get to see the wedding? Like from just a casual comment to like a really thoughtful, detailed question from a fan of the movies. I, I, there isn't a day that went by that I didn't get this. And I, I hope the fans really hear from me that like, this is happening because of you. Like those 100%. fans, we hear you. And it was so satisfying. Like Cameron said uh, earlier, I, I had to bite my tongue so many times as it was starting to really happen. Like that I wanted to tell the fans, you guys, this we are doing this again because of their enthusiasm and Absolutely. i i did not expect it to be honest with you i didn't it, and it just floored me like we'd post a picture of like us with our kids and they'd be like oh that's a great photo so when are you making more murders yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like they would they literally would uh right. <laughs> it was they just bring it up all the time so uh we're we're so thrilled well, they had four years to wait and get very uh, antsy. So yeah. I'm not surprised that there was such a demand. Also, tell us how it did come together and come to be that you're back in action together. Um, yeah, so I uh, so much time had gone by, and um, I had tried to do my best at the end of the last movie um, to give that kind of like, 
here's their future together off into the sunset moment. And I guess I did not satisfy the fans with that. Um, and as people kept commenting, you know, we slowly started thinking about like, well, why not do another one? Is there interest? Does Hallmark want to be a part of that? Like what, what can we do? And um, the rights were available to the books that uh, Cameron mentioned. She's written like 30 novels about this character. And I don't think that's an exaggeration, by the way. I think that's true. And, um, and so I reached out and made contact and she's lovely. I've met her before. Uh, and she was excited about the idea too. And so we went to Hallmark with the idea of doing another one and, um, uh, you know, testing the waters about where are we now with Hannah and Mike's relationship and, um, how does that affect the way that they solve Hannah noses into his business all the time solving these mysteries and um and it all just came to be it was really exciting and uh like Cameron said there was a lot of time where I was sort of the only one who knew about it um that and my dear friend who is a like obsessed fan of these movies and so she would constantly say to me like so what are you making another of those movies um and so she was my like sounding board of me saying you know, so here's the idea. Like, what do you think? She was like, yes, a hundred percent. The sooner, the better. Like, so I was like, okay, yeah, here we go. Meanwhile, through all this, meanwhile, through all this, like Allie and I keep in touch and I see her on home and family from here, you know, now and again up at Mammoth. And I would, you know, constantly be texting her, not constantly, but occasionally be texting her and saying like, let's do a, let's do another movie together. Let's do a Christmas movie to the point where I was like trying to get a window of time to be able to do a movie with Allie. And the whole time she was saying that she would be available. It sounds like a great idea, but in the, she knew it was going to be the next Hannah Swenson movie. And I, I, I just couldn't be told yet because, you know, there was lots of little behind the scenes kind of, things about it but um it was it was to that point where she had to really bite her tongue and then once i finally did find out i think there was something that happened where you're like listen oh i did tell you yeah because you were developing something or something else was going to happen i was like okay oh wait i have to tell you and you can't tell anyone else and don't tell anyone i told you (laughs) but like save that time for this project because i think it's really going to work out and it was so great you were so excited and i ended up sort of sharing that news with barbara niven as well and um, who plays Dolores, my mom in the, in the movies. And uh, again, it just, like, it was so great. Well, Cameron, how did you react when you found out that these, this movie was actually going to come and make and happen? I'm such a nerd. Like, I'm such a, like, like you know, I try to be a cool guy and all that, but we, we all know the truth. <laughs> it, like, I was so excited. Um, I was just like a, a giddy kid on Christmas, like, I think we were on the phone, right? We were talking on the phone. I was in my trailer. Yes, yes. I was right? filming the Christmas movie last year and I was on location yeah. and I, I sort of had to like start to really pin down dates and get, you know, start to do the logistics of it. And, and I think you were home and family me. at the time. Home and family was still on at the time. So you really wanted to make sure that that oh, that's right. was going to work. That's right. There was aspects about something that I was trying to do that we had to get the timing. But I was like pacing back and forth in my trailer um, at home family. And I was like, just beside myself for how excited I was and how skillful Allie was and how she kind of made it happen. Cause these things aren't easy to make happen. And, um, I was just, I was just thrilled that this secret that was being kept from me was the secret. Like it was, one of those <laughs> like, it was so good. So when you did reconvene, did your dynamic come back right away or did you have to get back into the rhythm with each other? It's I'm getting the sense that the vibe 
is pretty consistent. The vibe was good. I feel bad now in retrospect, Cameron. I realize like you walked on set and he had been in quarantine because of home and family, like a little bit later than the rest of us. So I had started filming a day without him. And um, so then we were sort of all, all, the crew was together and we're sort of like already in our rhythm. And Cam came in and I don't even think I said hello to you. Like, I think I was like, hey, so what do you think about like, if you came in and stood here and we did the whole scene like this, do you love that? And you were like, hi, Ali. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I remember what I said. I remember what I said. I was like, I love you. I was like, I love, I remember that. I'm like, oh my God, I love you. I missed you. Like, that's literally what I said. I was like, okay, like, what the hell are you talking about? And here we go. Right. Let me just kind of come in here a little bit. Cause I'm still on like, uh, running. but it was, it was, it was like no time, clearly like no time. It was like, we were still, you know, the, the 16th day out of our last film. And, um, exactly. and we just kind of picked it up and went. And as soon as that happened, I was so excited uh, to be back and, and the whole energy and you know I hadn't made um, I hadn't made a movie and um, I think because of COVID and because of home and family like over a year and a half or something crazy I'm not, I'm not even sure but I was like so just happy to be working back with this crew and back with Allie in particular and this character and um, in the scene also <laughs> Mike was eating cookies every take I was eating cookies and I don't you know I'm not I'm not, I'm not a big sugar guy generally so I was like high on, on sugar as well. So I was, I was jacked on sugar uh, and I was jacked on life for being there. And uh, it, was, um, it was a very feel good several hours of being on set. Because I think I'll leave but, the but the other thing I want to say is like, it, for us, it just felt, you know, right at home and back to the gangs all together again, right? Like it just felt uh, as if no time had passed but we were working with a new crew and a new um, producing partner. And um, so it, it, so they ha were seeing it for the first time. And it was so cute because they all came up to us after that first scene. They were like, oh my God, you two are great together. Wow, there's such chemistry. Oh, I love this. Like, like it was so fresh and new to them to see it. And Cameron and I were like, okay, great. Yeah. Like we, we, it was so normal for us. We just felt right at home. Exactly. Like, what'd you guys expect? Come on, man. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. exactly. We're like, right, <laughs> surprised. Um, well, has anything changed besides the title of the movie? Uh, do we see anything else uh, about maybe these two characters or any of the other characters that might be different? Well, well, I'll let Allie talk to this a bit more, but, um, uh, Dolores played by Barbara Niven. I, I feel like She's always, everything that she does, she's, I think she's just so fantastic, but yeah. I feel like she's a, she's like a real kind of third lead and like she really, she does, she, she's got this, she really shines on this film, big time. Yeah, she's so great. I love, I love her storyline in this movie and, and I'm telling you like from the moment I read the book that it was based on, which is called Cream Puff Murder, um, I could visualize, like really picture Bar Barbara delivering the dialogue as Dolores in these various scenes where her character has written a romance novel. And I, I could, and like, I feel like, I think that's, that was my pitch to Hallmark. Like, I think I went in that I led with that because everyone can visualize how like Dolores, I think is such a main character in this movie for the fans also in, in the, in her interaction with ha Hannah in the, in her, you know, being team Norman. Um, and, uh, like everything about Barbara is just so, um, stellar in this role. And so I, I just, and she really like, delivered a hundred percent, you know, um, every scene it, is just so 
fabulous. I, I, I can't wait to relive it with all of you after you've seen it because it's just so adorable. Um, but what I will say is, you know, unfortunately, because of COVID and some other situations, we were a, uh, um, we did mix up the story a little bit in that, or the cast a little bit, and we introduced um, a character from the books uh, that is Hannah's younger sister. And it's played by a wonderful actress named Tess. And she comes in uh, as, as Hannah's younger sister from the, you know, and, and we were able to bring her into the family fold and she's been fantastic. So unfortunately we weren't able to have Andrea um, with us, but uh, we did, we did bring in the younger sister to sort of balance out that family. And Norman is still there. And um, don't let Cam hear me say like he had some fantastic scenes in it too. And he's super cute. And there's a wonderful moment between the two of them at the end of the movie. That's also really great. So I'm excited. He's also the mystery is really good. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm a big fan. I remember the first couple movies yeah. I was watching with, um, you know, we'd come home and, and watch and tweet along and, and my wife was there with me and doing her thing. And she was like, I kind of like Norman. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what, are you, what are you talking about? She's like, no, I mean, I think I, I don't know. I might be team Norman. I'm just saying. Like, just so you know, Dave is totally team Mike. He's like all on board. <laughs> good, good, good. Well, there you go. All right. So there's some balance. Yeah. You've got a fellow um, uh, boy in blue there, but he, uh, but Dave also loves to weigh in on the dialogue with the cops. He gets very, you know, protective of your character. <laughs> Should we tell that story, that one story that you know what I'm talking about? Should we tell that or is that too, makes me look too um, ridiculous? Oh my God, that story, yes. Well, it's up to you. You're talking about the uh, gun holster. Oh my gosh. So they had a gun holster. I'd used it in previous movies. And quite honestly, it, it's like, you know, it's like putting on like a weird piece of clothing that you get in, like, you get in the mail or something and you look at it and you're like, how, do how does it work? Arm in and the thing is a loop and the gun because you don't know exactly where the where holster is supposed to sit. So we in wardrobe, we're figuring it out. We tried it like three different ways, whatever. We we finally think we've got it. We're like, we've got it, right? Yeah, we've got it. But and it's I just a little small. To you, it's, it's just a little small for you. But it's a little small. But we had it on wrong. It was basically like a bustier, like <laughs> like like it was somehow it was like crossing my chest. And I was like, it was like push up bustier with the gun holes. Like it was on backwards. Like Dave, we had to FaceTime Dave. Dave at 1130 at night. And he's kind of like, he's looking at it and he's like, wait, stand back. I can't even see what you, first of all, it's not right. <laughs> yeah. It definitely is wrong, but I don't even know. Turn around. Can you, oh my God. But now in retrospect, like, do you think he was just enjoying the moment? Like he, he did know what was wrong and maybe I don't he was know. just making I mean, you do a show and tell. We, we weren't close. It wasn't like, we, no, it wasn't you were close not. at all. No. So the point is, no. is, I actually think maybe he was definitely enjoying the moment. But I think also he was uh, confused as to how <laughs> yeah, he right. could have been. And I've worn <laughs> right. this thing before. Like I'd been in it before. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. It was priceless. But it was, thank goodness, Dave was there answering the phone. And, and then I happened to walk by. I really sort of wasn't meant to be in there when it was all happening like with um, the prop department. And so, yes, thank, Dave came to the rescue. I mean, I really, really want you to know I feel cool playing Detective Mike Kingston. Like, I definitely, but when, it, you know, stand behind the curtain, it's, you know, I got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, Cam. Yeah. I, I have faith in you. Thank you. Thank so, Ali, you uh, obviously wear multiple hats during the production of these films. 
break it down for us. What do you do and how do you juggle it all? Especially when you're also like a assistant wardrobe director, co-star <laughs> gets in a jam over here. Um, so a lot of the work that I do as producer goes in during prep, um, developing the story, working with the writer and bringing the script to, you know, the final stages where we can actually film it and picking locations, blah, blah, blah. Um, then once we're shooting it, uh, I try really hard to like, I've done my work and now I can be on set, um, as an actor. Uh, but uh, it, that never works out. There's always like decisions to make and scenes that we have to move and that, you know, we have to shift it and do this scene next instead of that scene or, um, we're running out of time is always the conversation. And so, you know, what can we trim? What can we fix? What can we adjust? And, uh, so I do find myself oftentimes like super stressed out. And then I come to rehearse the scene with my co-star and I have to like make a mental choice to shut the door on all of those feelings and be like, okay, I'm, I'm with you in the scene. And I'm not sure how successful that is. I feel like Cameron, oftentimes I'm like in the middle of talking to him and I say to him, um, I just need one more minute. I'm so sorry. I'll be right back. And I run off to do something else. Uh, but I hope that's not too often, Cameron. No, it's A, it's not too often. And B, um, I can always tell when it's like, Allie is unbelievable. She'll be running lines. And in the middle of running lines, like I'm not even aware, she'll, she'll like, she's got a producing partner who you know, handles a lot of this stuff on set. So we're running lines. And in the middle, she'll just be like, and then tell them that they put it on the thing. No, no, it's got to be yellow. It's got to be yellow. No, Mike. And then she'll come right back in and hit her line. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, how is she doing this? So it's like, it's, it's not normal. Like, it's, it's incredible. And then, and then also this will happen. This will happen. We'll be running lines. We'll be running lines. And she'll be, sorry, Al, I got to do this. We're, you know, we're, we're working on a scene and talking about this. And she'll be just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> she'll be on her phone. And then she'll be like, <clears throat> Just give me a second. Just give me a second. Sorry, one second. Oh God, it's then, so terrible. Okay. Anyway, like, like, boom. And she just probably solved like some huge, like, yeah, I don't know, maybe like funding for the movie came through or whatever it is. <laughs> she's balancing all this. She's balancing all this at the same time. And I will also have to say that at the beginning, like, you know, Ali listed the things that she's involved in in pre-production, um, and kind of made a quick list and kind of moved on. But those things. Are, take so long and they're so important because it's the foundation of what's going to make a good movie. Like, like getting the script right and understanding, you know, and dealing with a character that you thought was, you're going to have, and then having to find another character from the books and writing, weaving that into the story that she's fully, fully invested and involved in. And then going to all the locations and scouting. That's not like, all right, let's just go see the, the church. And then you go look at the church. Great. Let's go there you got to go see the different ones and you got to see and compare and decide how you're going to shoot it. And what's that going to look like? This is the big finale of the movie. Like, like she's involved in all this, this takes weeks and time and months before that. And um, it's amazing. It's amazing. And then that's why I believe that when we hit the ground running, that these movies really come together so well because so much thought preparation went into it by, you know, Allie and others, but definitely Allie involved. Thank you, Cameron. Um, Yes. Oh, not surprised. Um, well, we are a couple of days away from the premiere. So what can you tease about what we can expect? Well, as I said early on, my favorite element of this movie is um, Dolores's romance novel because she, the audience will quickly learn, but Hannah does not realize that Dolores has written a novel about Hannah's love life. 
uh, and uh, and chosen who she thinks Hannah should be with, which is, of course, she's Team Norman. <laughs> so, like, it's a fun little moment that's layered in. Of course, you know, Dolores is thrilled to be have a book coming out, and she's telling everyone in town about it and all of that. But then there's slowly, like, everyone else in town is like, Hannah, have you read have you read your mother's book yet? And Shannon's like, no, why? have you? Like, why? And, and, and no one wants to tell her till finally the moment happens and it is hilarious and <laughs> just the like sinking in realization for Hannah of, oh my God, what has my mother done is just wonderful. Um, and then the other fun element I thought for this was that the murder mystery uh, really layers in with Mike's character development in this movie that they are newly engaged Hannah and Mike and um uh both of them have some adjusting to do with that uh with their dealing with the new aspect of their relationship and the commitment and um and Mike has uh well Cameron I'll let you speak to it but anyway I I thought it was really fun the way the mystery layers in with his also with his solving the crime yeah, so the mystery in itself is my favorite one. Like, I really, reading the script, I had no idea who the murderer was. So just, like, as far as that goes, I think people are going to love it. It's a really good multi-layered mystery that people will just be sort of, like, guessing and trying to figure it out all the way through, uh, which I think is so smart and so fun. And as a, from a character point of view, yeah, there's, like, there's a little miscue in the middle somewhere towards the beginning, I think, where Mike misinterprets something that he sees. I don't want to give too much away and is trying to move the wedding kind of like in a certain direction, but really it's not the way Hannah wants it at all. And so there's a miscommunication there, which causes a little friction. And, and as the, as the mystery and the murder is kind of going on and he's trying to solve it. um, And there's a new character that comes in um, a federal estate, excuse me, a state agent comes in um, that sort of overseeing Mike and Mike's got to handle the fact that his fiance is very involved in this case and she's a baker and is like, you know, his boss is basically there watching. So there's like these dynamics and also coming to terms with the the wedding coming up and trying to figure that out. It's really, really multi-layered, lots of different kind of stories inter interweaving. And um, I don't know, it's, it, I think it's going to be very exciting for people to see. And who is the killer? Just kidding. <laughs> I, can. I, I I would love to see, like, when you're watching it, you got to, like, tweet me or send me a text or something and tell me, you know, your first thoughts. And, and as the movie goes on, I guarantee you, you're going to uh, be flip-flopping a little bit. Or you, you could be, yeah, like, my daughter Megan uh, loves to blame, like, accuse everyone she sees on screen. So for her, it's just, it, <laughs> at least one of them did it, right? So she just goes in hot with, like, it's her. No, she did it. But that way, no, no that way she's never wrong. Yet. That way she's like, I told you. I told you it was him. I called it. Yeah. I'm like, but there wasn't even, no one had died yet. How, how could you, like, how do you know who did it? That's the guy. That is hilarious. Um, well, on a little bit of a separate note, Allie, you uh, worked at Days before you went to Canada to film this uh, movie. Uh, and thank goodness you did, because it has been so much fun to watch. How oh, did you, you characterize your return this time around? Um, well, it was certainly more of a story than I've had in the times I've come back before, like were fun little sort of pop-ins, um, for some brief stories, some brief, like bringing serial killers out of the mental institution to torture your son kind of moments, you know, (laughs) as one does. Mm -hmm. Um, and then this felt more like an actual, you know, full, fully 
developed story arc for Sammy. Uh, so that was really fun. And I had a good talk with Ron about how this would go and Albert and it was, it was, I just really enjoyed it. It was super fun to work with Brian Dottillo again. Um, after all this time, uh, to revisit that, the Lumi story was super fun. And again, like he's just such a joy to work with every single day. I, I have fun with him. He makes me laugh. He's tried, we work so hard, uh, to make those scenes, you know, the best we can and find those little sort of Lumi connection moments in them. And, um, it, it's just such a, I just really enjoy working with him every day. Mm-hmm. Well, and then of course, bringing EJ back. Yeah. Sorry. Well, it cannot have escaped your notice. Perhaps it did, but Lumi is really catching fire again with everybody. Um, and they just love seeing you and Brian together again. Did that surprise you? Or does that surprise you to hear and see that Lumi had such a connection still, has such a connection with the audience? It does surprise me. I guess it surprises me a little. I, you know, when I was working there uh, at days, like sort of in, in the middle of it, I worked so hard not to have my personal feelings come out and fans would ask me, who do you think Sammy should be with? So Cameron, sorry, like the short version is there are sort of three main guys in Sammy's life. And there were like three different camps of people, uh, fans who wanted her to be with that one guy. And I didn't want my personal, first of all, I would never want my personal opinion to like weigh in how I played the scenes or for people to think that. So I have worked really hard. I think I still am successful. And by the way, I thank God I never said anything after I left, like, you know, right. um, <laughs> about who I, yeah, good for me, um, about who I think Sammy <laughs> should be with. And um, and uh, and so now here we are again, where like I was more concerned about um, the Lumi I, I don't know. Like, I just didn't, I wasn't thinking about how it would turn out or like how people would perceive it. I was just trying to really play the story as best I could. And, and then, you know, so much time goes by and then you see it on air and I see the reaction we're getting. And that's very exciting. I love hearing that. I mean, this is 28 years after you first started working together. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. I, I will say like, I really, I can't even tell you how fun it was for me. I'm going to like pull up this photo so that I can show it to um, Cameron. But uh, we did a photo shoot uh, at, right at the end, like right, maybe my last day actually on set. And it was with, um, for the triangle with the new, with Dan of, as EJ and, um, and Brian and I, and I, fa- I don't know why it came up. Oh, you know why it came up? And it's actually funny. Uh, I was looking for a, a, a soap cover, sh- a soap opera digest cover with a three, like three main characters with a triangle, so love triangle to replicate for the romance novel cover in the <laughs> Hannah Swenson movie, because we were all discussing it. And I was like, I could totally picture it in my mind of like, the girl torn between the two guys and everyone was saying to me in the production meeting that they don't like, they couldn't visualize it. Usually it's just a couple or a woman alone, like, you know, with her torn bodice or whatever. And, um, I was saying like, no, 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 I'm telling you I've done this photo shoot a thousand times. Like this photo exists. (laughs) And so in the middle camera, just so you know, I do to other people too, in the middle of this photo shoot, I am pulling up old photos. And I was like, Oh, this triangle for sure has this photo I'm thinking of. So in the middle of this photo shoot, I was pulling up old pictures and I was like Googling Alison Sweeney, Brian Dottillo and um, looking, trying to find that triangle photo that I was going for, uh, for, for the example, for the book. And I did, but in the process, I'm sorry, this story is taking so long. In the process, I found a photo of Brian and I from 1993. 
And here you go. Oh my gosh, that is genius. Yeah. That is so, so we replicated good. it. And I know it's not quite 30 years, but we'll do it again at 30. But just, to, you know, I just wanted to have it. Think about that. Think about that. That's incredible. That's really cool. It absolutely yeah. is. It's, I love it. It was really fun. So as you mentioned, you were working with a new EJ this time around, and uh, you uh, helped introduce Dan Furigal to Salem. What was that like? It was fantastic. First of all, Dan is a delight to work with, super enthusiastic and, and um, willing to put the work in and the effort to bring EJ to life again. But I will say, I mean, talk about under difficult circumstances because of COVID, we weren't allowed to rehearse together. You're not allowed to even like be in the same room together and talk at the same time. Um, so we only got to rehearse over FaceTime and then we would get on stage together. And as you now are experiencing again, Cameron, how quickly we move now, even faster than we did before. Um, it, it, like, it's just not enough time to really sort of connect or create chemistry or find that thing. And I had this sort of, it's not that I didn't know it was coming, but I realized as like that scene where he opens the door in Marlena's townhouse, I had this moment of like, oh, right, it's not, a new character, this is EJ. And I don't know, I can't explain to you the nerves, how, how worried I was about sort of putting um, that foot forward for the Jammy fans and for me and for him. And, and I mean, there's just so much I was thinking about all at the same time in that moment. Um, but hopefully the fans liked it and it went well. And uh, since then we totally connected and Dan's fantastic. He's really responsive. I, I tried not to like overwhelm him with too much of the, <laughs> of the history of these characters. He certainly did his homework, but there were a lot of little moments of like, wait, I'm like, oh, the last time we were in this set, some, you know, whatever, like we blackmailed that person and whatever. And he's like, wait, what? I'm like, it's a long story. Never mind. The point is we don't like him. And I'm, he's like, got it. Um, and so it's like 12 uh, you know, years whatever. of story. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, so that was really fun. And then, and, and I, and he responded really well and, and it was just great. Cause like I, he totally got, got it right away. Mm -hmm. Well, you can see it on screen for sure. Um, now, we obviously know you're leaving, but would you be open to making another Salem comeback? Oh, Stephanie, you know that I've already received phone calls about when next I am available. So um, the fans uh, better be prepared because um, <laughs> let me just say that uh, Sam has got a bit of a cliffhanger in her future and you're going to see her hanging on that cliff. So. <laughs> All right. I hope literally. Same. It, it may be more metaphor. It's a bit of a metaphor. All right. Well, Cameron, I don't know if you know, but you have recently begun working on General Hospital, uh, and we are so excited about that. So tell us how that came about. First of all, I am loving every second of it. I'm having such a good time. Um, it's like, it feels in many ways like coming home. You know what I mean? Like I really, I mean, even though I've obviously never been on general hospital, but just um, coming back to daytime after 10 years. I, uh, so home and family was, we were, we were, so for people that don't know, I was hosting uh, home and family the last three years and uh, we were uh, sh shut down during the pandemic. And, um, and then we came back for a little while and then we were shut down again. 
um, after the holiday season just to make sure everybody was okay. And during that shutdown, we got, we got word that the Home and Family was going to be reduced to two days a week. We were going to shoot all five of our episodes in those two days. And um, I was going to have three days a week off. And something I've always wanted to do is to work on General Hospital. And I, I kind of reached out to Frank uh, Valentini, who is, um, of course, the executive producer over there. And I just said, listen, Frank, I've, I've got to have three days a week. And I don't know if there's anything. I don't want to be presumptuous. You know, I've always been a huge fan of yours and the show. And if there was something that kind of like, and he literally like almost, I didn't even practically finish the text or whatever it was. He's, you know, he says like, he just took it and went with it. And it, it's amazing. Like it's the whole thing has just been like way beyond what I was sort of like secretly kind of like having fantasy hope for, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I had this kind of wit and then ultimately a home family gets canceled. Um, and so I have more than three days a week, available. <laughs> but, uh, um, which is, which is working out, uh, just great. And so Frank sort of took it and went with it. And, um, it's been fun because, uh, even I didn't know at all. Like I, I was given like little, uh, decoy names of characters and storyline like i didn't know anything and and just in case they leaked somehow or whatever and so um it's been really really fun journey and and it's been also very easy for me to tell people i have no idea what's going on because i literally have had no idea what's going on um but i have uh, a question uh i'd like to know if anyone gave you some good advice before you started filming um or getting back into daytime after having so much time off like was that how, how did if that only i knew somebody if only i knew somebody <laughs> i could have asked advice for oh, you know, what? I did a great, huh? Allie and i did a great what, what's what's your cooking uh instagram called oh yeah uh ali's eats Allie's Eats, of course. And we did a fun Allie's Eats uh, on her Instagram. And we did a little, I was like, you know, I had to, because first of all, you know, Allie's directed over there. So she knows specifically General Hospital, but also every show is different. And, and things 10 years later, it's, you know, the, the, you know, these, these things kind of morph and shift and it's a very different dynamic the way, and then not to mention COVID and how that's affected how the shooting goes. And I just had so many questions and, <laughs> and Frank was cool enough to let me come in um, a couple days, maybe just one day I ended up coming um, to sort of watch blocking and, and see the show and see the pace because it is a lot faster. There's a lot more content that gets shot every day. Uh, and yet they, they are able to kind of, you know, obviously put out incredible, uh, incredible content. So it's pretty cool. Well, what appealed to you about returning to daytime? Uh, a lot, uh, you know, number one, it is got a very, very, very special place in my heart. Like I, it's very much, um, it's, it's one of the best fits of anything for me of how I like to work and what I like about it. And what, you know, I, I don't mind, you know, moving, moving quickly. I, I, I like the spontaneity. I like the, the range and the character that you get to play on, on, you know, on a soap you get, you know, if Ryan was everything between like a con artist to like, you know, in, in a fight club to, uh, you know, being like everybody's kind of like hero to like, there's just all these incredible layers you get the opportunity to play typically on, on, in, in soaps. And, um, and then what also was just specifically, um, you know, obviously I love days as well, but specifically I've always been a fan of general hospital and, and my wife has actually always 
been a fan of General Hospital. In fact, when she met me, when we met in the gym in New York, she had no idea who I was. I was, you know, I was decently popular character at the time on all my children. No idea who I was. She only watched General Hospital. So she's very excited um, that I'm on the show. But also, Frank and I worked together a little bit back in the day in New York when he uh, directed I don't know if he produced, but he definitely directed um, these like interstitials where I worked with uh, Carly, worked with Laura. The what if? Um, yeah. Pardon me. The what ifs. The what, what if? ifs. Yes. And I think that that was all Frank. And so I I just enjoyed working with him, and and that's that's a big reason why I reached out too. So all of those little pieces, and then I had I had some time, and I've been you know doing different things um, since I left all my children, and it hasn't really left um, you know one big window to be able to do it. And I and I thought that this three day a week a window would be perfect. It turns out it, uh, it was kind of meant to be. Uh, well, Cam, a few of your All My Children colleagues are also Port Charles residents. Vanola Hughes, Michael E. Knight, they come to mind. Are you excited uh, at the prospect of crossing paths with them and getting to share scenes with them again? How cool would that be? I mean, it really, I got to pinch myself. I really do. Like I, just the, the, the best memories in the whole world. It was one of the best times in my entire life. Like, my, you know, 14 years on that show. And, and I love Fanola and I love, love, love Mikey so much. These two, two incredible actors, incredible people. And I, I actually have, I think I can say I bumped into Fanola already and I've been on the phone with Mike. So, um, yeah, just, I have no idea how or if our paths will cross, you know, things are still very, very new there and, you know, haven't done a whole lot, but, um, I, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to really sit back, let it go. I'm trying to go in like, you know, truthfully, like humbly and, and like a, a newcomer on this iconic show with these incredible, you know, actors and however Frank sort of sees it unfold, just embrace it and do whatever I can to help, uh, you know, better the show. Cause I, you know, I love the show and I, you know, the fans are so, so incredibly, um, you know, loyal to the show that I want to make sure that I, you know, whatever, I, whatever I bring to it is only going to hopefully make a, uh, people have it. That's my can goal. you, can you tell us, is it like a totally different character than what you played when you were on all my children? Like, is it for you something fun and new and different as a, like an exciting, I don't know, some change up or maybe just a change from the Hallmark characters. It is definitely a change from the Hallmark characters. All right. Uh, that's an easier sure. answer. And, um, there, there are aspects of it that I was so excited. I had a meeting with Frank and with the writers um, in the network. And um, I was so giddy because I had thought it was a different character. Like I, I, like I had this yeah. meeting about my character. And then in that meeting, I find out and they're like, and they say the name of the character. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, just wait one more sec. What? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I was so thrilled. And um, so, yeah, it's a great opportunity for me, like, you know, as an actor, I'm super excited about it. It is different. Um, That's fun. And it also, in some ways, has aspects of it that are really played as some of my strengths, too. So I, I, uh, I'm excited. Being on camera is not, uh, nothing, is it not anything new for you. Were you nervous, though, on day one, like coming into a new set? How did that feel? 100%. Yeah, I was. I don't know necessarily nervous, but I was, there's anxiety, like, I was anxious, you know, for sure. The morning of, I knew as soon as the first day, I just wanted to get through the first day. I just literally, that's one of the reasons I went to set early too, to sit and watch and kind of get a feel like you just got to get the, the flow of it. Um, but it's, Did you have a lot of dialogue your first day? 
I had a lot as far as like Hallmark movies, yeah. <laughs> right. But I did More not have pages. a lot of dialogue compared to what is potentially coming. Like, right, right, right. Uh, okay, so he like, eased, Frank was nice. He eased you into it. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, it was, it, was, it was basically like probably four days of a Hallmark movie, which is really not that, you know, right. you know not that much. Not a lot for soaps, but it's hard to explain to people. Like you really get your mind on, it's a totally different way of memorizing. Uh, on the movies when you have eight pages and, and really like huge hour long breaks in between each scene to sort of work on your dialogue. Right. Uh, when you go into do six scenes in a row on one set in a, on the soap, like, and that, that is what I did say to Cameron, like it's fast. You have to know you, you, it's not like before you get another dress rehearsal, none of that's happening. So like, it's so true. It's so true. And I will say about me being a little nervous coming in, it w I wouldn't have been because I, I don't, you know, I, I can't remember the last time I felt, I mean, Dancing with the Stars, I felt nervous, maybe my first day at home and family a little bit. But I, I the only reason that I feel like I was is because, uh, you know, it meant so much to me. Like, I, I, I was so happy to be, you know what I mean? Aww. Like, if it was something that I was like, oh, this is cool, just another job. There's no way I would have had that kind of, um, I don't want to say anxiety, but just that anxious feeling beforehand or a little bit of nerves. Like I, I had it because it was a really, it was a big deal to have the opportunity, you know, however it works out. I was just, I'm so thrilled. I love it. That's great. Well, I just feel very lucky that it's the show that I cover once again, because I also covered all my children, Allie. I remember. So yeah. I, have, oh, I, like I love that. A lot of the good memories of Mr. Matheson. Um, but speaking of all my children on a, a much sadder note, the whole all my children community is, mourning the recent loss of Ray McDonald, who played mm -hmm. Joe on the show. I would love to know, you know, what stands out to you when you think about Ray. Yeah, it was such a such sad word. And, and obviously he's so incredibly loved and missed. And um, the thing that maybe this will lighten the, the thing up, the, the mood up a little bit is that the, what comes to mind when I think of Ray is, you know, Joe Martin was just like, you know, the just the, the just just the foundation of the show his morals and his beliefs he's just such a, like a good good person but ray and ray was and ray would be able to do that because that's who he was as a person as a family man in it but what you, he didn't get to play as as joe is this incredible sense of humor <laughs> like the guy you'd never get like what came out of his 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 mouth just like zingers all over the place he was so so funny um and i just it's too bad that that character, I mean, didn't, didn't sort of, maybe it did before my time, I don't know. But while I was there, I mean, I just wish that it showed more of his incredible timing and his humor. Um, it was uh, one of my favorite things about him. Mm -hmm. um, well, Cam, you also just posted pictures not too long ago on Instagram of a reunion you had with your All My Children TV wife, Esther Terblanche, who played uh, Jillian. So tell us about that. Yeah, honestly, I got an email from my manager and said, you know, there's a podcast or something and uh, they wanted to do it. And at the time I was sort of busy and I wasn't sure it was going to work out. And then, you know, in, at the bottom of the paragraph, he said, um, they wanted me to tell you that it's with Esther Blanche and, and they thought that if you knew that you would do it. And I literally replied right away, I'm doing it. I'm in. I, I didn't ask any other questions. I haven't seen her. I haven't talked to her. She doesn't have social media. Like, I don't even know. Like, you know, it, this is um, Ali. So Esther played Jillian, my first love on the show. When I came from, I moved from Toronto to New York for this job. I was the new guy there. And I was in this, kind of, 
in the storyline with the, the young kids and, and it was me, Esta, Danny Cosgrove and TC Warner. Um, and it was such a magical time of my life. Like it was just like, it was like a brand new chapter of my entire life that was starting out of nowhere. And Esther was such a big part of that. And so uh, I jumped on it. I did the podcast and it said podcast. So I didn't do any other, I didn't find out who it was. I didn't do anything. I just, I showed up like scruffy with a baseball hat on flip flops. And apparently they shoot some podcasts. And so I was, uh, <laughs> I was on camera, but that's okay. Um, uh, Cause I was just so excited to see Esther. Uh, and we just kind of talked about the good old days and, and, and caught up with her and um, it was great to see her. And, yeah, I do got a special place in my heart for her, for sure. Awesome. Aww. I hope you got her number. I did. I did. <laughs> okay, good. Now I can try. Yeah, don't let another 20 years go by. Yeah, it was nuts. It was crazy. Exactly. Well, I was thinking about the fact that in addition to having sort of similar stories of starting on daytime, having such great success there and also after daytime in uh, the hosting realm and the Hallmark realm, you are both parents to a son and a daughter who are similarly aged. So I've got to know, how's everybody doing with teenagers in the house? So yeah, like it's sort of funny actually, Ben just turned 16 and while we were filming uh, one night uh, on set, I had a whole conversation with Cameron about like Ben's first car and what's that gonna be like? And I was scared about Ben learning, you know, driving by himself. And it was just so great to talk to Cameron about it cause he had just been through it and he was, I, it was just sort of helping set me at ease and offering advice. And it was just really, it's fun to have that parallel. It really is. And yeah, you're right. The kids are um, pretty similar ages and we like to do a lot of similar things. I mean, they're a big outdoor family. They love to ski. We're a big outdoor family, love to ski mm -hmm. and uh, check in on each other on all sorts of like different aspects, driving being one of them, schools being another one. When, when my yeah. kids, I think it was probably when Lucas, so then Lucas or Layla was applying to certain schools, you know, cause uh, Dave had been in that school system as a kid. And um, so it's been, it's been kind of cool that not only do we have a lot of other similarities, but our, our, our family, our family life is pretty similar too. And yeah, with teenagers, they're, they're just, I mean, in, in our house anyway, they're so happy to be out and about and, and living a more, you know, more or less normal teenage life, um, you know, seeing people and, um, it's been, it's been exciting and we're, we're actually heading, um, I'm not exactly sure when this airs, but we're heading to Greece in a little bit as a family. So. Oh, that's exciting. That'd be yeah. awesome. That'd be nice. That's the only way to sort of trap your teenagers with you. With a good trip. Put them in a foreign country where they rely on you. Great. Where they don't speak the language. I don't think that's too extreme. Well, before we let you go, you each have such a loyal fan following from your years in daytime. You know, what does it mean to both of you to have that kind of support and that they followed you through your whole career to where you are today? It's everything. It it's means really so much. It's yeah. such a huge, that's such a huge thing when you really think about it. And um, I... I, it's so weird to have grown up on days and I remember like going into the first uh, chat room like to read what people were th writing about days and how different that was from like the fan mail we used like actual snail mail we used to get and, and now to this moment with social media how like interactive it is and how it feels so fresh and how many fans I know by name and that I recognize from their years of, of loyalty and support and, and how much it matters to them that 
that they support these characters and how it's just, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. I, I'm so grateful. I'm so appreciative. And I hope they know, like, I really make an effort. I'm totally not just saying this. I think about it all the time when I'm on set. And it is something I really think about when I'm in certain scenes trying to like help create a moment that I know the fans will know. I like, I trust them to see it, I guess, but also I'm doing it for them. I, I'm, I'm creating those little moments because I know they'll know and, and it'll mean something to them. And uh, I think about them all the time. Yeah. I'll sort of just piggyback on that and say that um, sometimes I think about how, um, they're responsible for so much that uh, I have in my life. Like if you really think about it, like it's a real interdependence without, without the support, without them. Yeah, we do our job and we got, you know, the writers and us, and we're, but without them, you know, digging what we're doing or supporting us or whatever it is, there's, there's literally like the career ends. Like, you know what I mean? There's no more, it's done. I mean, you know, right. without them, it's, it's totally dependent on their, support and interest in, in what we're doing. And I think it's really important to think about because, you know, because of that kindness and that interest um, and that support, there's, you know, my kids have gone to certain schools and my life is a certain way. And it's, it's totally and completely interdependent on them. Um, and I'm, I, I really, like Ali said, I try to think about that a lot. Um, it, it, you know, it's, it's, I think about it a lot because it's true and it's hundred percent accurate. And also, uh, because it's important to do, to show, you know, your gratitude. Well, that's so sweet. And um, I'm sure they're going to get a kick out of hearing you two together here. And thank you so much for your time. Uh, I am super psyched to see the movie. <laughs> I'm sure everyone else is. Yay. And obviously seeing you both on daytime as well. Well, thank you guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Allison Sweeney and Cameron Matheson for being our guests. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast. <laughs>